Hello, this is episode nine of season one. And this season has been all about what matters most in designing your new home or renovation. In this episode, I'm gonna be sharing with you how to use light to create spaciousness in your home. Welcome to Get It Right with the Undercover Architect. This is the podcast all about designing, building, or renovating your home. I'm your host, Amelia Lee. Think of me as your secret ally. I am on a mission to help you create a home that makes your life better, whoever you're working with and whatever your dreams, your location or your budget. Together, we'll uncover the nitty gritty of how to get it right and how to create a home that works, feels great and that you feel great in. So join me now. last episode, I introduced you to the first tool that you can use to create spaciousness in your home, which was volume. And in this episode, I'm going to be sharing with you how light can create spaciousness. We'll go through both natural and electric light, because after all, you want your home to feel spacious during the day and after dark, don't you? Now, remember in these episodes, I'm taking you through the toolkit of things that you can use in your design to create spaciousness, even in the most compact of homes. And these tools worked best when they're used in collaboration with each other. So we've already talked about volume. And in this episode, we're going to talk about light. And in the next two episodes, I'll go through great storage and then indoor outdoor connections. Now, this is building on the information you've already learned about how to use orientation to make your home feel great, which of course is about making the most of the sun's movement across your site and your home and to light your home naturally the way that you need to when you want to, because this brings great functionality to your home. And it's also what helps your home feel great and you feel great in it. So firstly, natural light. Can you use natural light to create spaciousness? Well, we've spoken a lot about light, haven't we? About the different qualities of natural light when it comes in from different directions and the way it changes throughout the day and across the year. And we've also gone through how to monitor and to manage sunlight so that your design can respond to its movement. Well, when many homeowners describe how they want their homes to be when they talk to me, they use the words airy and light or light-filled. I hear that a lot. I want my home to be airy. I want my home to be light. I want my home to be light-filled. And we actually know intuitively that filling our spaces with light and with natural light will make them feel great. And we also know that natural light does wonders for our mood and our sense of comfort in our home. So when you use light well in your home, it naturally enlarges rooms and spaces and it makes them feel more spacious, simply by virtue of things being more visible. However, often it's also because that natural light is coming through glass windows and doors and then that connects us with views to outside. And this is, of course, another way to create spaciousness, which I'll be talking more about in episode 11. There's also this idea of mental spaciousness to tap into. Remember, it's not just all about physical spaciousness. And we can use natural and electric light to create a particular mood in our home. Remember that it's scientifically proven that natural light enhances our well-being, our health and our moods. And that in turn can help us create mental spaciousness in our home. We can create a feeling of relaxation that we can tap into at almost the moment we walk into our homes that really helps us create an emotional connection with our homes and that makes us feel at home. 
You know, we breathe out that sigh of relief when we walk in the door and we arrive into particular spaces in our home. When we create that feeling through how we use natural light in our spaces, that really supports this idea of mental spaciousness in our homes. Now, there are specific ways that you can use light to create spaciousness, both during the day and at night. But first, let's just have a look at what happens when we get this wrong, when we try to use light to create spaciousness, but we fail. The first mistake that we can make is that we create just far too much contrast. So, as I said, you can use both daylight and electric light to create spaciousness. However, sometimes we can make the mistake of only creating well-lit spaces at the edges of our home. So, for example, our main living areas, we nail them, you know, we really get them right. They're bathed in the most beautiful quality natural light. And then the entry of our home and the hallways that we move through are very dark by comparison. Now, if you've ever walked from a super dark space into a well-lit space, you'll know that it takes a moment for your eyes to adjust and vice versa. This is not a great experience to have in your home every day, that constantly kind of needing to, to readjust your eyesight as you move from dark spaces into light spaces. It can make everyday life really uncomfortable in your home. Focus instead on graduating the lighting conditions in the spaces of your home. It's lovely to have beautifully lit living areas that work with the orientation of your site, but try to also ensure that other spaces of your home also have a great quality of natural light that suits their use and suits sort of your climate and the seasons and the time of day. And that gives them really lovely ambient lighting levels because this then will make movement between the areas of your home much more visually comfortable. Another mistake that we can make with natural light is not managing the heat load. Now, I spoke a lot about this in episodes two, three, four, and five in this season, so I'm not going to go into a detail here about it. And if you do want to know more about how to avoid this specifically for your home and its orientations, just go back and have a listen to those episodes. Just It's worth remembering, though, that sunlight comes with natural light, And it also comes with heat and with glare. And when you work really hard to grab the natural light, but you don't manage the heat and the glare accordingly, it can pose real challenges for the enjoyment and comfort levels of your home. What I see happen is that homeowners don't understand their orientation and they they just go about creating spaces that let in as much light as possible because they're chasing that spacious, airy and light-filled feel and they're really wanting to maximise their indoor-outdoor connection. But they haven't understood the quality of the light and how to design for it. So what's happening is actually the wrong light is spilling into their spaces and it's cooking them. It's full of heat and it's full of glare and it's not a great outcome. The last mistake that I'll mention, and honestly, there's a lot more, but these are the top three that I really see get made a lot. The last one is that you you get the daylighting nailed. You know, you really get it sorted. You design a house that really works for the orientation of your site and it does what it needs to in terms of how the sun moves and your shading and you're doing all the good things. And then you totally underutilize the potential for electric light to make your home great after dark. You know, lighting and its design and its layout when you're looking at electrical lighting, it it can be an area that totally bamboozles homeowners. I hear this a lot from homeowners who've built or renovated, that when they got to the point of figuring out their lighting, they really struggled. And it's challenging because if you've invested so much energy and effort and time and money in, in making your home spectacular and enjoyable during the day, 
when the daylight disappears and the electric light's not doing what it needs to, all of a sudden your home loses its magic. And it's because the same level of design consideration didn't go into the nighttime lighting as much as it did into the day lighting. Electrical lighting has enormous potential to enhance the spaciousness of your home after dark. So in a minute, I'll share some strategies to do this at your place and do it well. Now, what happens when we get this right, when we use both daylighting and nighttime lighting to create spaciousness? Now, when we get daylighting and electrical lighting working in combination, we can create both physical and mental spaciousness. And seriously, this provides such serious benefits in the functionality and feel of our home. And that feeling is one that feels light and airy and open. So let's have a look at some specific strategies to help you use light to create spaciousness. Now, my first design strategy is to remember that you can use the light to guide your eye and to open up the space in your home and that overall experience of how much space you have. You know, this is really one tip to use in collaboration with volume and how you create volume in your home. Because when you combine volume and the shape of spaces and then you light it, with natural or electric light and you use that light to guide the eye through those volumes, then you'll actually see all of those volumes and you'll experience how beautiful those volumes are and the nature of them. I'm going to put some images on the website so that you can see this illustrated, okay? And so this is actually an area where you can bring real drama and wow into your home. We are naturally drawn to light, you know, our attention gets drawn to the source of it. So Remembering that too much contrast can be uncomfortable, make sure that you're looking at bringing the right amount of light because that will bring serious delight and interest into the quality of your home. We can actually play with this idea. If you remember that last episode where I talked about the problem with vertical tunnel voids in your entry, where you sort of walk in and that you've got that very tightly constrained space, it's literally just up down and it's all been done because for some reason you had to have a void at your entry. If you actually use light to guide the eye up and out of your home, you can actually extend that sense of space well beyond that immediate volume. And that can really help create spaciousness because all of a sudden it doesn't feel like you're standing in a vertical tunnel contained within your house. You're getting this sense of something that's well beyond your house and it may be through a high level window that looks out to the sky or something like that. But it's really about guiding the eye up and out so that you get a much greater sense of spaciousness. If you draw the eye through to spaces with a light source at the end, you know, you can connect people with a window or a glass door and then what they'll see beyond the home because this will really create that sense of spaciousness. When you use electrical light the same way, especially as a feature pendant or as a, as a wall light, for example, that can also be great. For example, think of lights in a stair void. You may have wall lights around the edge, you know, those small little stair lights that go up the stairs as you move up through the stair void. And then you may also work that in accompaniment with a beautiful pendant light that's hanging down over one of the landings. The eye will actually naturally follow those lights around the walls, looking up towards the ceiling. And suddenly your home feels larger because you're actually experiencing the fact that there's a whole other story upstairs and that becomes part of your experience rather than just looking straight ahead. You know, when we walk into homes, I find that what we do is we look between our eyes and our knees. And if you start noticing what you do when you walk into homes that you haven't been into, just, just notice what you do when you generally walk around spaces. Have a look and see how 
how you're guided by the light. You know, you'll most likely find that you're looking towards it and that you're using it as a cue to move around and that you're looking to see what's beyond it as well. In both the day and the night, light can be a really powerful tool to use in the design of our homes. Now, my design tip number two is to use light as a feature at night. Use it to wash up walls or to create spotlight features and create spaciousness and mood and experience. You know, this is where lighting design can really lift the experience of your home. Because lighting can be so much more than a series of downlights just evenly spaced across your ceiling. Think about wall lights, pendant lights, lamps and spotlights. They all provide a different quality of night lighting and each of them can perform a different function or can combine to create different moods and feelings in your spaces. If you have a beautiful living room with raked ceilings that are all about getting natural light in through high level windows, consider how you'll light it at night. Perhaps wall lights that wash up the walls to actually accentuate the raked ceiling that you've designed so beautifully for daytime use. Those, those wall lights will then help you get benefit from it in its nighttime use as well. And it'll carry that spaciousness into the evening. And sometimes in these larger spaces, it can actually be easier to change a light bulb in a wall light than to try and change the bulb in a downlight that's in a three metre ceiling, for example. Lighting can really accentuate the volumes that we create in our homes and it's particularly relevant at night. If you think about it, probably a theatre, okay, is the most dramatic place when it comes to electrical lighting. We've got star lighting across the ceiling over the audience. We've got spotlights on the stage. We'll have coloured lighting for effect. You know, small dark spaces of a theatre, they can actually feel dramatically larger than they are. And I'm not suggesting that you run your own theatre show in your homes in the way that you design your lighting. But if you just think about it, it, it does really show us what is available to us in improving the nighttime experience of our homes. There's also something to be said for the way that you switch lights on and off in your home. So can you come home in the evening to a well-lit entry that feels safe and secure and then walk in your home with light switches being easy to reach and lighting your way as you move through your home? You know, this process, it can almost happen on autopilot if you design it right. And then you actually don't have to think about it, which gives you the mental energy to think about something else as you walk into your house, like <laughs> what's for dinner? You know, that's touching on this idea of mental spaciousness, where your home just makes your everyday activities super convenient and and freeze up your energy for the things that matter. Now, this leads me to my last tip, which is about getting help with designing your electrical night lighting. Laying out a lighting design overwhelms a lot of homeowners. And to be honest, it's something I really recommend that you get expert help on. And by expert help, I don't mean a walk around on site with the electrician when your frame is up and they're needing to run all of your cabling and they need you to sign off the positions of lights. I mean actually sitting down with a specialist who understands lux and lumens and wattage and spacings and lighting types and the, the varying impact that they can have on your home and the design overall and how it will feel to be in and how functional it will be. When you actually do this at the design stage, it will help you create a fixed lighting design. You can actually have a floor plan, a reflected ceiling plan with all of your light fittings nominated in it. And then this can actually help you specify light types and then that can go and help you get an accurate quote of your electrical and your lighting work based on something that you know works. 
This is opposed to just actually just putting an allowance into your contract. Because in my experience, most homeowners inevitably find that the allowance that's put in for their lighting and for their electrical work, it's not sufficient for their needs or how they envisage their lighting would be. Remember that lighting performs various functions. So of course it brings nighttime functionality in terms of just actually physically lighting what you need, where you need it at the required level. It also provides safety and security. And as we've been speaking about, it creates spaciousness. Overall, it just dramatically enhances the experience of your home. Now, I'm going to put some resources on the blog for this podcast on the website that will actually help you with being able to source lighting design for your home. So just head to the show notes to get the link to the website or you can head to www.undercoverarchitect.com forward slash forward slash forward slash spaciousness dash lighting okay to get them but just head to the show notes and that link will be there. In the next episode I'm going to be talking about great storage and how you can use it to create spaciousness in your home. This is where mental spaciousness really comes to the party because storage solutions will totally liberate your energy and time for much more useful things. This is not necessarily a case of creating more storage because in the end you'll just end up filling it with more stuff. Even when it's hidden away and has a place to be, that can actually be counterproductive to spaciousness overall. I've got some key tips that I'll help you to think about when you're designing storage for your home so that you can create the spaciousness that you need and that you want. So until then, head to the website or the show notes to get the links to help you. And I'll make sure that there's some example projects on the website for you to see how lighting has been used to enhance spaciousness in a home. And there'll also be some resources there to help you with electrical lighting design and layout for your house. I'll see you there. Thank you so much for joining me here at Get It Right with Undercover Architect. Now, if you've enjoyed listening, please head to iTunes, subscribe and leave a review. That way you'll be the first to know about new episodes and you'll also help others like you find out about this podcast. And to be honest, who doesn't need help when it comes to renovating and building? If you have friends or family planning their future homes, please share this podcast with them too. Remember to head to the Undercover Architect website at www.undercoverarchitect.com. There you can see more information on podcast topics and you can learn lots more about how to get it right. You can also access downloadable freebies, plus learn more about my online program and one-to-one services. This has been Amelia Lee, The Undercover Architect. Thank you so much for tuning in and for letting me be your secret ally. Looking forward to next time. Bye. Jackrabbit FM. For your ears. Who is that? Hi, Puck Pan.